So what are some of the common questions that you get asked uh, by people about hospice? Oh gosh, um, one of them is, if I start hospice, then I'm no longer in control. And that is totally false. When you start hospice, you have more freedom because you get to decide if you want a certain treatment or not. You get to decide if you want to go to the doctor or you want to stay home. We find that so many people who have their calendars filled up with two or three doctor's appointments a week, when they start hospice, they're feeling this sense of freedom that they haven't felt in years. Yeah. With hospice, you are in charge. Our job is to walk with you, but you get to choose which parts you want and which parts you don't. You have more control over your health than you ever have before. Well, and what, another thing that I noticed is constant monitoring mm -hmm. because you're in there constantly and consistently. Are you sleeping? What's your blood pressure? Instead of seeing a doctor every month or whatever the regular is, there's, there's a consistent monitoring going mm -hmm. on. And so as changes need to be made, you're able to make them, not waiting for the next appointment when the issue might already have gotten out of hand or it's too late. You guys can address an issue in the moment and try this will this work to help you sleep better will this work to help some anxiety at night or whatever absolutely absolutely people are different in their home than they are in the doctor's yeah. office i know i am yeah so we're able to come into your home environment and find out you know what does it really look like for you yeah. what is your what does life look like if you're falling why what can we do to prevent further falls and if you've had some changes in your health, let's say that you've lost some weight, maybe your medicines need to be adjusted to accommodate that. Yeah. Very frequently, that's something we find. And if you're waiting three more months to see your cardiologist, many times people end up in the emergency room because they don't have that close monitoring. Right. So one other misconception that we hear frequently is that morphine kills. Mm -hmm. Morphine is an end-of-life medication. We use it to help maintain somebody's comfort. Morphine is not just for pain and so many people aren't aware that it helps with trouble breathing too. And if you're having heart failure or you have a respiratory disease, it really can be difficult to catch your breath. So we use yeah. morphine to help slow down those respiratory muscles so you mm -hmm. can be more comfortable. If you think about it, if you were to go into the emergency room with shortness of breath or feeling chest pain, usually what they'll do is give you morphine, oxygen, and lorazepam. We can put all that in your home. Oh, wow. You don't have to go to the emergency room when you have that issue. When you have that issue. The other thing about the dose that we use with hospice, that bottle of morphine you can drink the entire bottle of morphine and it will not kill you. Okay. You'll get a really good nap, <laughs> but you it won't kill you. It's not enough morphine to kill you. Okay. Um, the other question we frequently get is, now I'm on hospice, do I have to stop taking my medicines? No. Oh, no. Please don't stop taking no. your medicines. No. And remember, yeah. you're always in charge. And we get people who have two dozen vitamins who mm -hmm. say, I want to continue my vitamins. We're like, that's fine. Or we have other people who say, I am totally done. I don't want to take another yeah. pill my entire life. Yeah. Either way, we support your choice. You are in charge. That's, and that's really important because I think loss, loss of control of decision-making is mm -hmm. a real fear for the aging population. Absolutely. That is a real fear, and, and, and it is an issue. 
sometimes when they do feel bullied into mm -hmm. making a decision, wh whichever way they want to go. Most When I talk to people about starting hospice care, I will tell them that they're in the driver's seat and we're just riding along. Yeah. It really puts you back into control over your health. Which is really important. Mm -hmm. and, and I think um, as I watch the relationship between, you know, either couples or like um, children with their parents, it takes you out of that role mm -hmm. of, of having to force mom and dad to take their meds or, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you can just be the daughter. Yeah. The, I, you know, like I said before, you can be the daughter, you can be the the husband or wife and, and let someone else take on that role. And you can, you know, I think that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because sometimes the relationship becomes so strained right. about, about that. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't have to be. There's so many researchers out there that you don't have to take on that role. And you can just be, you can just love them. Absolutely. And Absolutely. get them the care that they need. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people feel guilty when they're not providing the care mm -hmm. to put them into home. And I get it. But really to let someone else who is trained provide that care um, I don't know if you see this, but we've seen over the years, sometimes it's the caretaker that goes first when it's a spouse. Absolutely. They are so worn out and no one's really paying attention to them sometimes. And they are so worn out. Absolutely. And one of the huge benefits, I love the way hospice is structured because it's not just for the patient. It's for the families and the caregivers yeah. as much as it's for the patient. And we, our job is to look at the patient and the situation as a whole. It's a holistic service. What can we do for everybody involved with caring for the primary person? Yeah. So in your experience, in your opinion, what can we do for our parents and our loved ones as they age and they go through that aging process? So a couple things. First, have a very clear conversation with them and don't be afraid to have this conversation. What is it you want? As, as your body changes. That's huge, we call it the talk. That's what we call it, like, we had to have the talk with our teenagers and your parents had the talk with you and your teenagers and it was not comfortable and no one wanted to have it, right. you know. But it's our turn to have the talk with our parents. Absolutely. Yeah. So many times, um, there's been actually a number of studies recently that show that people are getting treated past the point that they would want to be treated because their loved ones aren't aware of what their wishes are. Yeah. If you think about it, few people, I don't know that we want to go, I was going to say like tattoos and stuff, but okay. let's not go there because yeah. I don't know who's watching. Right. But, but I will, I, I do find that when the, when they are not clear, then, you know, the whole family has to make a decision, but they really are just um, reflecting the decision they would make. And so they say, no, mom would want to be kept alive no matter what, because they would want to be kept alive no matter right. what. Oh, no, mom would never want to be living like this. Just let her go because mm -hmm. they would just want to be let go. But no one really knows what mom wants. Right. And that's huge. And we yeah. need to know that before they get to the point where they can't really tell you. Absolutely. Um, and that that goes leads into the next uh, part. If you're picking somebody to make decisions for you, if you're in a place where you can't, Make sure that that person will honor your decisions no matter what. It's so important to pick the right person. Yeah. If you say, I want no resuscitation when it's my time and God comes to get me, let me go. Make sure that the person you choose will follow that request. Yeah. 
that they'll be strong enough to do that. And, Absolutely. And we tell people all the time when we do a financial power of attorney, medical power of attorney, you don't have to pick the same one. Like mm -hmm. you might have a friend or a son who's a CPA and you want to choose him, but, but you have someone that's in the medical field that might be really good or someone that won't be afraid to talk to the doctors mm -hmm. or someone that can communicate, someone that will treat you kindly as you're passing, you know. So yeah, to be really careful yeah. when you choose really that person. The real important part of making sure that you have your decisions clear is if you were to end up in the hospital unexpectedly and your family's now faced with a choice, what decision should I make? they're gonna be terrified that they're gonna make the wrong one unless you're very clear about what your wishes are. Okay. I actually think it's a gift to your, um, to your children, to your loved ones, to make that decision ahead of time mm -hmm. because the truth is they're also mourning. Mm -hmm. You know, mom or dad is in the hospital, they've had a heart attack, they've had a stroke, and they are dealing with all the emotions of losing a parent or a parent in stress and to have to make decisions at the same time when they're under that kind of emotional distress like just let them be with you. Right. Just let them be with you and not have to make those hard decisions. It's it's a gift to them Absolutely. to have that set out ahead of time so that they can just mourn the way they need to mourn and be with you instead of stressing over these decisions and wanting to do it for you but not really knowing. Absolutely, I think that is one of the biggest issues that we face when we're talking about our aged parents or an aged population is making sure that their wishes are known. Yeah. Whatever your wish, is right you just need to be clear about what it is yeah yeah that's a good point there's no wrong way to mm -hmm. do the end of life mm -hmm. there really isn't but you have to let them know what it is mm -hmm. absolutely yeah so let's talk briefly about hospice philosophy okay so when hospice is right for you there's two qualifiers one is a physical qualifier and that you've been having a decline in your health and you definitely could use some more service, especially medical help in the home. And the second qualifier is hospice philosophy, that you're looking for those comfort measures. You're looking for that quality of life. You're not wanting to go back to the hospital. In fact, you want to avoid the hospital. Yeah, That's what we specialize in. When you're looking for that comfort measure and your body's changing, that's when hospice is the right time for you. Fantastic. Cece, let's talk about how you got into hospice. Why do you do what you do? What makes you feel inspired to get up every every morning and go do this? Okay, so I started uh, nursing school wanting to be a labor and delivery nurse. Okay. That was my passion. I had a couple babies. I'm like, these ladies are amazing. This is what I want to do for my entire life. Yeah. So I started in it and decided quickly that it was definitely not for me. Really? I did not like it, not at all. Um, in the meantime, while I was in nursing school, I had two friends who passed away on hospice. And their experiences, uh, they're both very close. So I, as not a family member, I was still close with them. And I watched their experiences and the amount of support that they got from the hospice team was truly inspiring. So I went from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum, and it's been 10 years, and I love what I do. I love knowing that I have resources available so I can walk into a situation and I, you know, a family's stress level is up here, yeah. and just knowing that you now have somebody to help brings it down. That is so 
good to know, not good to know, <laughs> knowing that you can bring somebody's stress level from here to here is very fulfilling. And that's why I continue to do hospice. I feel like it's an underused benefit and people simply don't know enough about it. Yeah. I think hospice is one of the best benefits and best programs there are available. Yeah. It's, you know, it's interesting to me that you say that because it's my personal belief that the two most sacred events in life is birth and death. Absolutely. And if, as I have helped clients and, you know, um, been pretty close to some of them who have passed away and made sure their end of life wishes, not medically, but, you know, in other ways have, have come to fruition, um, I find it's a privilege. Absolutely. It's just, just an amazing sacred experience to be there when someone passes away. Um, and so it's interesting to me that you went from birth to death because mm -hmm. it's just my personal belief that those are the two most sacred experiences in someone's life. I, I absolutely agree. And um, I've been on either side of the hospice where I'm either the family member or I'm the nurse providing care. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter which end I'm on. It is a fantastic service and it's a very beautiful service. Yeah. I, um, and I have to say that um, hospice at home of Arizona, um, the, I, I, it feels like everyone kind of has that same value system and belief that it's, it's just a privilege to be mm -hmm. working with these people. It's a privilege to, to be there and to care for them. And, and you see that in their care. Mm -hmm. You see that in your care. So if someone wants to get a hold of you or hospice at home of Arizona, how would they get a hold of you? How would they find you? Okay, so we have a website. Okay. And on that website, it'll say contact me. Um, you can click that button and we'll get in contact with you. Okay. Our number is also on there. It is answered 24 hours a day. Wow. So that if you call this during work hours, you'll get our receptionist. Otherwise, you're talking right to an RN. Okay, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Okay, so if they have any other questions, something that sparked a question in them, they can just call you or contact you or get on the website. Absolutely. Okay. And we can help fill that in because everybody has an individual situation. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about hospice is we tailor our care to the person. Yeah, I have seen that. And it's been fantastic to watch. Yeah. Stacey, thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely.